Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate y'all being here with us on this wonderful, wonderful Monday. It's a live show today. We're live on WYSL until 1 p.m. That means that you, the listener, can give us a call, 866-552-1009. That's 866-552-1009. We've got a whole bunch of stuff going on today. You can also comment online, too, if you're listening on the Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, or one of the Kevin Wilson pages, wherever you're listening. Thank you for being here today. And, of course, shout out down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark. Thank you for being here as well. And before I get to the, the content of the show, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. we got uh, stuff going on in Cuba. There's a, the, the Trump lawsuit I wanted to get to on Friday, never got to. Uh, the, the, the thing going on in Mexico that I've been wanting to get to for like a week uh, but before I get to any of that stuff, shout out to my friend and co-host of A Free Solution, Larry Sharp. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Larry Sharp. Make sure you wish him a happy birthday, too, on his Facebook page. Uh, yeah, uh, so that's it. Uh, and Remember, he's on Tuesdays. He is the Tuesday host of A Free Solution. So, again, happy birthday, Larry. All right, but let's dive into some of the topics. Again, I want to talk about the uh, the Trump social media lawsuit. Uh, I want to talk about what's going on in the Gulf of Mexico, what had gone on in the Gulf of Mexico, whether or not capitalism caused that, whatever. Uh, talk about what's going on in Cuba right now, you know, the the stuff that we know so far and <laughs> some of the, the goofy stuff that's going to come out of this left, right, centered, confused, knowledgeable, all that stuff uh, coming out of Cuba, which is just just interesting. And all right, so let's talk about the let's talk about the uh, Trump lawsuit first. Again, I meant to get to this last week. So Donald Trump is suing social media companies, uh, saying that they violated his First Amendment rights. And what's what's interesting about this is saying you know uh, companies uh, like like Google through YouTube, uh, Facebook, so Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Twitter. He's suing them in part because he's saying that they violated his constitutional rights. Basically, saying that they. Um, that they are kind of conflicting with, you know, uh, what Section 230 means, and, and he's wanting to get rid of some of that stuff. Again, Section 230 basically shields social media companies from dumb stuff that you say on their platform, right? So basically if you say something libelous on their platform, the platform isn't uh, responsible for that, you're putting out your own content. They can make their own rules around this stuff, decide whether or not they want to be censored or censor that content or not censor it. They they make up the rules. They have private companies for that. Donald Trump, of course, uh, famously removed from these platforms, saying that you know uh, the, he he was spreading misinformation, all this stuff. Uh, he's saying that the their their social media companies were essentially acting as state actors in this case. So, so what, what Donald Trump is trying to argue here, or his lawyers are trying to argue here, is that uh, social media companies—Facebook, Twitter, Google, etc.—they they are 
like the government in this case and should be treated like the government in terms of what First Amendment rights they have to protect of the users on the platform because they were working so closely with the government uh, during the COVID crisis, right? So because Facebook's working with the CDC and whatnot, they were essentially acting as uh, an arm of the state during that point. And because they're acting as an arm of the state, they have different First Amendment uh, obligations to uphold because you can't on a uh, on government property you have a lot more protection in terms of what type of stuff you're able to say without the government punishing you. You have you know a public square in which you're able to kind of say your piece as long as you're not calling for an imminent violent action. You're able to kind of say what you want, right? And say and, and Donald Trump is saying that because Facebook is working with the government so closely, they're more or less acting as the government, and therefore. It is illegitimate to kick someone off the platform for whatever they decide to do. For for kicking someone off the plat, kicking Donald Trump off the platform for all the different violations that he had of their policy. And so, a couple things interesting about this. Again, keep in mind, I am very critical of Facebook. I don't like Facebook. I give them. Way too much money because that's what I do for a living. I do Facebook ads. I help small businesses find people on Facebook to be able to, you know, buy their products and grow their their revenue. All right, cool. I hate giving money to Facebook. As soon as I can give it somewhere else, I'm happy to do that. Uh, but Facebook, in terms of my user experience, your user experience, I could be critical of what they've done here. I could be critical of again. We, we for, former host of the show, Andrew Hollister, is kicked off the platform for what I thought was stupid reasons. I've seen other friends permanently banned from these platforms for not not just stupid reasons, but but in some cases you don't even know. You get you get the the platform taken away, it's totally removed, no rights, no nothing. You're just gone, no appeal process. Donald Trump actually got a lot of special privileges in that regard because him being the president of the United States, a he still had a pretty big platform in which to speak. He can still talk to people all over if he wants to because he was the president. Uh, and B, he got like a special commission reviewing all of his stuff. Us, you and me, we don't get that, right? If we, we get kicked off of Facebook, we get a message saying we can't log in anymore. Too bad, so sad. Do you want to know why you're kicked off? Too bad. Nope. You're just, you're just done. Get nothing. We have to, you have to create a new account. You know, and, and they'll kick that off too. If it's too close to your previous name, they'll wreck it. Again, see, seeing it happen to folks. Uh, so so we actually got a lot more due process in this regard than than we did. Uh, but but the other kind of bizarre thing about this lawsuit, because Donald Trump is claiming that Facebook was acting as a state actor when they kicked him off the platform because they're working with the CDC and whatnot on, on doing COVID fact-checking. The interesting thing about that is who is the president of the United States leading the executive branch to clean the CDC during that time? Oh, why? Why that was Donald Trump? It was that guy. It was him. It's, it's, it's his own government that censored him. I, you know, it's it's a bizarre argument to make in the first place. But also, like the government censoring him was was him. It's, it's, it's his executive branch. So, like, what? Did he censor himself? Like, what? What's going on here? And I'll tell you what's going on. Is it, guys, it's it's a grift. For goodness sakes, don't donate to this stuff. 
He's asking for that. His team's asking for money related to this stuff. He's not going to win this lawsuit. You know, I, I put this out as a P, PSA just because, like, I have people that I care very much about who are like, oh, wow, man, this is such an injustice. You know, like, we need to do something about this. Maybe this lawsuit will, like, challenge the power of the social media companies. It ain't. It's a, it's a bad argument. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. It's going to get shut down. And then they're going to send out more fundraising emails. This is a grift. This is a way to raise more money for the campaign to do whatever he's going to do next. And if that's what you support, great. But don't expect this lawsuit to go anywhere. This is a virtue signaling lawsuit. That's all it is. It is a way to get you riled up against social media companies. And it's not even going to be effective. Like there there are probably more effective ways to challenge their power, to challenge – you know, your act to, to to make sure that you fight for the actual rights of users on this platform. Because again, I, I'm concerned about that. Legitimately, like I could get kicked off at any time, and I'm not just like, you know, the average user. I'm I'm running a show on here. I also rely on this for a living. So if I get kicked off, I have no due process. I have no way to appeal that decision. I lose my livelihood. Like it's it's much more serious for me. So there's there's actual reforms that should happen. There's actual damage that can take place to us average users. This just ain't gonna fix this. This is a virtue signaling lawsuit to raise some money off of it. Because we do need to challenge in some ways the authority of social media companies. I get it. You know, I, I don't think that the government is the best way to do that. But if we want to have a better user experience, we want to make sure that like we're not kicked off the platform for no reason because it does hurt some of us in a substantial way to do so. And, man, I ain't got a lawyer to, to challenge that stuff. If I get kicked off, I ain't got the money to, to challenge Facebook's lawyers. But this lawsuit ain't going to do anything for me. Not at all. Pretending that they're state actors is ridiculous and invites people like President Biden, invites them to regulate Facebook in the way that they want to, to kick more people off. If we say that they are an arm of the state, suddenly they can kick off all the people that they don't like. They can say, well, you know, we want hate speech off of there. What's hate speech? Well, us, the government, we define that. If we invite that type of power, it's incredibly dangerous. We don't want it in the wrong hands. It would be in the wrong hands of Joe Biden. It would have been in the wrong hands of President Trump. It would be in the wrong hands of any Democrat or Republican that ends up getting elected to the office. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna solve this with more government. We're gonna solve this by moving the new places in the market and challenging Facebook to do better, threatening to to take our money or t- take our money elsewhere. The advertisers, the users, all that. All right. So thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. That's my piece on that. If you want to participate in the discussion, give us a call five eight five three four six three thousand. That's five eight five three four six three thousand. We're gonna be back in just a few minutes. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. 
They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate y'all being here. Again, this is a live show until 1 p.m. on WYSL. So give us a call, 585-346-3000 or the 800 number, 866-552-1009. That's 866-552-1009. I'll try to say it a little bit slower. I know sometimes I rattle off those numbers. and I ain't got time to write that down. All right. So, you know, we're talking about the Trump lawsuit. Again, the, the whole point of that is that it's, it's, it's a grift, y'all. It's, it, it's all virtue signaling about Facebook. I, I, love, I love to stick to Facebook. I just don't think this lawsuit's going to be it. I, I don't think they got it this time. And I don't know if their, their intent was to get it. They, they sent out a fundraiser email right afterwards on, on the email and said, uh, they, they, they sent out a text saying, President Trump, I am suing Facebook and Twitter for unconstitutional censorship. Adding five times impact on all gifts. So that's it. He sent out right afterwards. Oh, man, this, this, this is a fundraising scheme. Hang into it. All right. Anyway, I want to talk about some other stuff, too. I didn't want to talk about that all day. want to make sure that we hit some of the other issues. And actually, you know, w- w- one more thing on that, too. Again, Section 230. I, I've said this before. Done all other shows on this. Look up the podcast, too. A free solution on any podcast thing. Uh, you know, if we're missing somewhere, you know, Will pointed out, uh, Will Phillips pointed out on, on Friday, we're missing on, on a podcast network, so we're getting up there. Uh but anywhere you can find them, usually just look up a free solution. But I talked about uh, Section 230 before, too. And, and again, it's a, bad, it's a bad idea to repeal that stuff. I, I'd rather not my website. If I, if I go start a social media company, I'd rather not be liable for whatever dumb stuff you say on there. If you say something libelous, harmful, threatening, whatever, you know, I can make the rules and, you know, I can – Keep you on, not keep you on, but I don't want the government making those determinations. I would rather that be up to the private companies. And if I don't like what the private company's doing, then I'll go somewhere else or not participate. You have the option to not show up most of the time. Yeah, the only problem is again, Facebook, I make my livelihood off of that. I'd like some due process. I don't know if that's a government action, though. I think that should be just a private market pressure action. That's how that should look. That's how we, 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 don't, need to, we don't need the government to fix everything. We, we need to, to jump in and fix that stuff on our own with market pressure, not with the, the, the arm of the state. It's going to end up badly. We get the government involved in this stuff. Okay, anyway, mo- moving on. Moving on for real this time, though. I want to talk about something that was going on in the, the Gulf of Mexico last week uh, just because it, I, I find it interesting. Uh, you, you may have seen some pictures of it. Man, it looked like some CGI nonsense coming out of a movie somewhere. Uh, the ocean was on fire, you know, and I saw all these memes about it, you know, like mostly leftists, environmentalists, all that type of stuff. You know, you're, you're seeing like literally giant fireball in the ocean, right? And you're like, oh, man, what's, what is that? You know, it was, a, it was basically a, uh, an oil well in the, the company, uh, in, in, the, in the Gulf of Mexico that caught on fire and, it, you know, it was, it was just hot enough. It would just keep burning even being in the middle of the ocean. 
So wild thing to see. But you got all these leftists coming around like, oh, look what capitalism has done. Look how capitalism destroys the environment. Look, you know, look at how dangerous this is. You got, you know, the uh, the outgoing mayor of New York, Bill de Blasio, saying dumb stuff like that. You got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who's just saying like, it's like, you know, shout out to legislators going out to dinner with uh, Exxon lobbyists so they can say the Green New Deal is too expensive while tweeting out a picture of this thing. Well, here's the... The funny thing about that, right? It's this was not a private company that that caused this. Uh, this this was in fact a state-owned oil company. This was a a, a company called uh, Pemex, which is a and hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, but it is the the National Petroleum Company of Mexico. You see, way way back in the day, way way back in the the 30s, uh, the Mexican government appropriate kicked all the foreign oil companies out took all the, the resources and nationalized uh, their, their oil extraction. Um, so they, they've had a state-run company for quite a long time. Uh, this is a socialist disaster. This is There's no other way around it. This is a disaster of socialism, and you know that's going to be a big theme today. Um, we don't want to socialize social media. We don't want to socialize the oil industry. We don't want to live under a socialist government like Cuba. A running theme to the show. Maybe I've come up with the title there. But we have this socialist oil company, Pemex. You know, they they it took them you know several hours to put out this big fire. And again, go look up the video. It's it's wild. It doesn't it doesn't even look real, but it is in fact real. Uh, but the the Mexican government they 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 nationalized their industry. They took total control of this. Uh, and you know they they are the ones that are responsible for this. So there, there's you know the, the the government is the one who's overseeing this stuff. You know, but everyone's blaming it on, you know, Exxon lobbyists and, you know, the these private companies. They're talking about BP and stuff because that was a big thing, you know. The the dif- the difference between this and like BP is I mean, BP they they messed up big time. For real, they 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 totally did a terrible thing like, you know, letting that happen to their oil platform way way back in 2010. But they ended up putting that day, the Deepwater Horizon, they they ended up putting like almost immediately 20 billion towards fixing this. They had a big PR disaster. They knew that this could get them in a lot of trouble. This could uh, make it impossible for them to run their business. They tried to do everything they could with a bunch of money to save their butts, and and a lot of it felt disingenuine, but is better than how the Mexican socialist oil company did this. They invoke sovereign immunity. Say they're they're probably not going to pay for anything of this. Now again, that might change. That you know, and that and it might have changed since I last read about it a couple of days ago. But so far, they're just saying, "No, we're not going. We we don't have to do anything about this." The government is a lot harder to keep accountable than private corporations, even big private corporations. They they still felt the need to respond with money and with immediate cleanup. This company, you know, they put it out, but they're they're not promising a big fix. Do you, are you, are you going to hold the, the, the government accountable on just those things? And, and like us, us Americans, we can't do anything about it. Like we, we can't hold them accountable. It's the Mexican government who's doing this. But it does affect our oceans, does affect our area. Uh, it does affect the, you know, the, the, the health and the biodiversity of that region. It's an unaccountable government resource. And again, it's not the, the only time this has happened to it. Like this, this oil company in particular has had several uh, disasters uh, over the last several decades, you know, they've had 
let's see, they, they had their, their pipelines attacked in 2007, caused a bunch of leaks and explosions, killed a bunch of people. Uh, they dumped uh, chemicals in the river uh, a few years ago, and, and the river would catch fire. So like like the famous like Love Canal incident that was going on uh, up here, they, they're doing that same stuff down there. Again, state-owned company. This, if you want accountability in, in these types of companies, in these types of high-impact industries, the way to do that is not to put it under the banner of government, who can just say, well, we're not going to do anything about it because you know, we're the government and there's no other authority to appeal to. It is safer. It is better from an environmental perspective to make sure that when a company causes damages that you have another actor to be able to hold them accountable. Who's going to hold the government of Mexico accountable? I mean, are, are we going to go to go to war over it? No, probably not. I don't know if there's going to be sanctions. Or there's going to be anything like that. But this happens over and over and over again where, where you have these state-run institutions. And when you ask them to do the right thing, when you expect them to do the right thing, happens in China as well. You know, what, what happens if you, you say, hey, these, these Chinese-controlled – these government-controlled companies are polluting our neighborhoods, are polluting our rivers? Do you think the Chinese people are going to speak out against that? No. If they do that, they're going to disappear. They're going to, they're going to get thrown in jail. Look, look what's happening to the people in Hong Kong. I mean, you, you don't hear about it much anymore because, you know, they're, they're having like kind of the, the anniversary of Tiananmen Square a few weeks ago. You know, they're, they, they usually do a bunch of protests. It's getting harder and harder for them to do that. But again, if you have these state-owned companies, who holds them accountable? Who makes sure that they, they pay for the damages done? Who makes sure like when there's a negative externality? In a community, in a water system, in you know, just noise, whatever it is, who holds them accountable if the government doesn't care? And if the government is going to violently suppress and lock up people who point out the damage that's done? That's what a communist system looks like. That's what happens when the state owns the means of production. And again, don't, don't buy their propaganda. Oh, the workers are going to control stuff. No, they don't. The workers don't control the state. It'd be ridiculous. So yeah, the, whenever I, whenever I see these leftist clowns talking about this stuff, I, I always think of incidents like this. It happens in the U.S., happens in other in, in socialist countries. You know, when when you put the government in charge of this stuff, it is dangerous. It is unaccountable. It causes massive environmental disasters that you, the taxpayers, end up paying for if it's in the U.S. and and we can't do anything about if the government doesn't care in other places. How are we going to hold the Mexican government accountable? We could we could do that. Who knows? Who knows if the Biden administration will do anything about that? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> all right, so that, that that's why I got for that type of stuff. That, you know, again, we uh, it's going to be a theme of socialism today because we'll, we'll, when we come back, I'm going to talk about what's going on in Cuba because I think there's some interesting stuff popping up there. And then we'll talk about kind of like the weird narratives popping up around it too. All right, thanks again for joining it here, us here on A Free Solution. Give us a call if you want to participate in the discussion, 866 866- 552-1009. That's 866-552-1009. We'll be back with more on Free Solution in a few minutes.
Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. There hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, we're live here at WISL, so give us a call if you want to participate in the discussion. 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. You know, especially if you know more about the, the Cuban protests than I do, give us a call. You know, you know someone down there. You have relatives who, you know, are, are still connected with folks down in Cuba, give us a call if you, you know anything. We'd love to hear more firsthand accounts of that. Didn't didn't have time to get that together for the day, but uh, definitely interested in, in hearing more of the direct source. You know, we got to, of course, every, every time something like this happens, right, we, we got to sort through whatever the media narrative around this type of stuff is. And there's a whole bunch of ridiculous stuff coming out. But yet, yeah, we, we, uh, the topic today is kind of r- ridiculous, you know, consequences of socialism, the devastating consequences of socialism. And of course, we've seen the devastating consequences of socialism impact Cuba for decades. And we're continuing to see that today, just like uh, we've seen in Venezuela, you know, that the people are starting to rise up against the government there. They've had a an extra tough year, right? Like it's like sometimes like the 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 communist governments can keep people just happy enough to keep the, the, the protests and the riots and the uprisings down. But They'll start to lose their grip on power, and then suddenly, when they have no more money left to bribe folks with, they will start to use violence. And that's you know what a lot of people are worried is going to end up happening here. It's happened in Cuba in previous periods before. So so here's what's happening on there though. But basically, it's just people are, people are getting upset for you know, all the reasons you'd expect, right? Uh, again, what 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 happens in communist governments time and time and time again is that they eventually run out of money. They, they're they not able to manage food supplies. They're not able to manage medicine. They're not able to micromanage every aspect of the economy. And suddenly you get long, long lines for food. You get long, long lines for medicine and, and basic necessities. Getting the stuff that you need to live becomes nearly impossible. And that's something that has been going up and up uh, with the Cuban regime. And we're going to see some again. We're going to see some left wing propaganda come about. Uh, start attacking some of this stuff, right? We're going to say, "Oh, well, it was caused." And again, it's already starting. The the president of Cuba, uh, Miguel Diaz Canel, I want to say his name is. He is blaming the U.S. for this. Of course, he's blaming the U.S. It's not not them, not the people, uh, the the Communist Party that's been in power for decades that's at fault here. It's the U.S. sanctions. Uh, it's uh, imposed by President Trump. It's it's the oh gosh the the boogeyman the U the American government each and every time. Now, 
Again, should, should we lift the embargo on Cuba? Yeah, sure, probably. We should start to build elect companies, build direct relationships with people in Cuba who want to be entrepreneurs. I would love to see the government, you know, end up collapsing just because people not not people having to fight the government, but they start to see so much success because there's an end run around the government that the communist regime can no longer sustain itself. That it, it becomes so suffocating in light of such obvious opportunity that there's no more political will at all for communism. But again, they're going to they're gonna turn to their old uh, boogeyman, say the American government is causing this. That's what Venezuela does. It, it's what China did. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's all you know, the, the U.S. causing this. It's U.S. sanctions causing this. It's, it's the Americans who are the problem. And, and I haven't seen too much of this yet, but it is almost certainly going to happen. Is they're going to start saying that these – uh, protests are funded by the American government too. They're funded by the CIA, so that's that's probably something that could happen. Again, uh, us uh, libertarians and conservatives looking at this situation, we could say, well, why are people protesting? Well, because the government's terrible. That's why. Because you, you can't get food on your table, you can't feed your family, you can't get the stuff that you need to live. Why wouldn't you protest? What else do you have to lose at that point? But you know, you're gonna get folks who're gonna say, well, it's uh, the CIA. They're 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 the ones stirring up trouble. Joe Biden said he's, he backs the, the anti-government protesters. That's he, he made a tame statement on this. He, he said um, the United States calls on the Cuban regime to hear their people and serve the needs of this vital moment rather than enriching themselves. I mean it, Joe Biden ain't wrong on this. I, I, I love this. And they're, say, they're saying uh, the Cuban people are asserting their, their fundamental universal rights, peaceful protest. Good, bland stuff, you know, but good, good for President Biden for saying that, you know, whatever. I, I wish he'd stop imposing his own – government terribleness on, on the American people. Um, so he's, he's right. He's right on this, though. It's, it's a pretty tame thing to say, like, for, for Democrats or Republicans. It's fine. Whatever. You know, it's, it's good. But uh, but people are going to start saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're secretly backing them, whatever. This is astroturf protest. And this is something that drives me nuts because the two people who do it are, like, lefties. And, and I hate to say it, and I know, I, man, I love making people mad sometimes. But sometimes it's the Ron Paul folks. Man, I really hope it's not going to be the case this time. And y- y'all made me mad when, like, every time something's happening. Oh, Hong Kong protests going up there. Oh, it's the U.S. government doing it. No, it's not, man. P- people are mad at the Chinese government for totally legitimate reasons in Hong Kong. It's also terrible. They don't, they don't like their friends getting dragged off because they're, they're speaking out against the government. Said it about Ukraine, too. Like, oh, yeah, no, people aren't protesting the government because they have real reason to be mad. It's, it's the U.S. government. It's the CIA doing it. Don't be ridiculous. Venezuela, too. We see people waiting you know, for for weeks at a time to get basic necessities, to get food. You're seeing like the, the wads of cash uh, from the hyperinflation that happened down there, from the collapse of their oil economy, the mismanagement of their government. And and then people on the left and, and for some reason, some of the, the Ron Paul Institute folks are like, oh, it's the U.S. government doing that. No, it's communism that did that. That's what the, this is what we expect out of this is what we expect out of corrupt authoritarian governments. It's what's going to happen every single time. And the leftists, you know, like they, they, I know we're going to we're going to hear the old stuff, you know, like oh this either th- this is caused by the U.S. government, the U.S. government collapse, or w- wait for it, you know wait wait for the, to mark it off my bingo card when when eventually the Cuban government can't make it. So, ah, that, that communism wasn't really tried. That that was just state capitalism. You know, we're we're not. You know, this isn't what communism really looks like because we had a dictator in here, and and, and it's we, we got to try real communism this time. Wait, wait for it. You know, like every every time, 
every time we see the collapse of a communist regime we're going to we're going to wait for the people who say real communism has to be tried and and if you haven't spied if you haven't spied this pattern yet and I know maybe some of you don't follow like leftists like I do because you know apparently I'm a glutton for punishment and I like to be mad at things I see on the internet uh you know I see that stuff and I'm like what how many times in a row do you have to see this for you to start to realize that maybe this was real communism and it was really tried and it always ends up in failure every single time. It always ends up in authoritarianism. It always ends up with the government cracking down on people who start to complain about the fact that they can't get food and medicine and other things. So setting some of that aside for the moment, uh, you know, we also have the, the, the news media saying some things like, you know, uh, they, they said the New York Times said that, you know, that the Cubans are shouting like, you know, like freedom and, and other anti-government slogans is sorry, is, is freedom an anti-government slogan? I mean, maybe may, maybe it is in Cuba, you know, but they, because they're the government is so diametrically opposed to, to freedom that 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 seems anti-government. I don't know. Like I'm a, I, I'm actually almost inclined to agree with them. Yeah. Sometimes freedom is an anti-government slogan. Great. You know, I'll, I'll shout freedom all day. That's that's anti-government. Great. Fine. I mean, it's 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 accurate, but it's it's weird the way they framed it. Is they they just made it seem like that was like an odd, like fringe action of of the people in Cuba. Wanting freedom was like bizarre and anti-government. It's not. It shouldn't be anti-government. Our government should say, yeah, you get a whole bunch of freedom. Government's just there to to stop the bad guys, right? That's that's what it is. Um. All right. Uh, you know, actually, I got a comment from uh, Ryan uh, online. He says, I follow leftists on Twitter. I thought libertarians were in echo chamber. Doesn't even compare. Man, you're right, man. Like you, you get in some of those like Twitter threads among leftists and like they are in another world, man. Like they are they are so disconnected from like what's actually going on in these situations and just buy into all the propaganda that these nasty governments are doing like that that Cuba is somehow still a wonderful paradise for the people living there no pull your head out of the sand I almost said something else pull your head out of the sand there you know the it's it's a mess people are suffering again this is the consequences of communism wake up all right <laughs> All right, and, and I know I'm running out of more time. I'm going to go on a new tangent. I'm still going to keep talking about the Cuba stuff in the next segment. But if you want to participate, again, leave your comments online like Ryan did or give us a call 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We're going to be back with more from A Free Solution in a few minutes. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network 
safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for the day. We're talking about what's going on in Cuba. Talking about a lot of socialism today. And uh, again, we're live until 1 p.m. Give us a call, 585-346-3000 if you want to participate in the discussion. One more comment, too. It says, uh, leftists say Cuba shortfalls are a result of our hostile actions and keeping resources from them not trading, et cetera. It's a comment again from Ryan. So th- thanks for the comment, Ryan. Uh, yeah, no, that's 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 what it is. Like we're we're not sharing our stuff with them. We're not you know, sharing our wealth with them or whatever. And again, it's what would be great, ideally. Is that I'd love to see you know trade opened up with the Cuban people, not giving squat to the government, not giving them foreign aid. Because what what happens when we give foreign aid to these places as well? It somehow ends up in the hands of uh, government bureaucrats, seems to, to stick a lot to them. And then they take this foreign aid and they say, he, hey, look, us, the government, we're taking care of you. You're welcome. Keep us in power, even though it's the U.S. government subsidizing them. The, the U.S. government needs to stop subsidizing corrupt regimes and keeping them in power by giving foreign aid in certain situations. Good. Not every situation. Sometimes there, there's there's... Good opportunity for nonprofit organizations and others to give direct aid to people. People just want to help out. But the best thing that could happen is that we open up trade relations with the people of of Cuba themselves and start finding ways to get goods and services into there and undermining the legitimacy of the government. That sounds awesome. Yeah, not undermining in terms of like paying people to do crap like the the conspiracy theorists say, but but undermining like the logic of communism that you cannot possibly have your needs provided for under a capitalist framework. Again, there there are people out there and I don't Seems odd to folks listening to this station. You guys probably know what's up, but there are people out there who who think that you can't make a living under capitalism. That like you're you're always going to have poor. That you're going to have the rich taking advantage of you, and they don't see the beauty in capitalism, where where people are freely trading w- with one another, building wealth, and being able to get the type the stuff that they need. In this case, electricity, food, and medicine. The people there's some people out there who are so brainwashed with this stuff that they don't realize that. The government doesn't need to provide all of those things, that those can happen through the market. Those can happen through voluntary cooperation. And repeating that – and I say this in part because repeating that uh, logic, understanding that that is how capitalism works, that like not every problem needs to be solved through government you know, from – Speech to providing medicine, to providing food, to providing electricity. Not every problem needs to be solved through government. And there are far too many people out there, a growing number of people out there, who think that that is the only way to go. The, you know, the, the Bernie Sanders types and his followers who think, you know, well, yeah, if the, if the government doesn't do this, then the problem's not getting solved at all. And that is a dangerous, dangerous road to go down, as we see in Cuba, as we see in Venezuela, as we've seen in China, as we've seen in countless other countries before where millions of people have died chasing that utopia. 
or not necessarily died chasing that utopia, but died because their government was chasing that utopia and saw people as a collective, not as individuals with rights of their own. And, and continuing on with with what's going on in Cuba and, and kind of getting getting through the mixed up narrative, like the the way I heard about this initially was people saying that like these these protests were you know result of like COVID and then like kind of the the right wing sphere saying like you know why why are people you know why is the media framing this as like these are protests over COVID and and cries for like COVID vaccines like that's not from from what I understand again reading some like first-hand accounts, videos that got sent and everything. It's not so much that they are protesting because they want, like, COVID vaccines. It's it's in part because for the people who do want those things over there, even though their government promised them that, like, their superior government is going to get them that stuff, they don't have it. And the problem with Cuba right now, I mean, there's many problems with Cuba. Part of it is that there, a lot of them are still under lockdowns over there. They're saying, like, well, we can't open up because COVID's still a thing here. The Delta variant's still a thing. So they're facing, like, a much more severe lockdown than what we're getting. The tourist industry is dead there, and that's kind of what was kind of sort of keeping them afloat the last few years, you know, as the tourist industry started to open up a bit. You know, they, they, they can't get the basic necessities, including the, in their minds, like, all right, well, if we can't open up, we can get the vaccine, and we can open up, right? Like, that's the, that's the deal. The problem is that under their mismanaged economy, a lot of average folks can't get the vaccine if they want the vaccine. So this isn't so much a, you know, it's, it's people are demanding the vaccine, but it's part of an overall thing. It's it's less about, you know, they're begging for that vaccine specifically and more like the government's locking them down, saying that's the key to opening up, but they can't provide the resources under the socialized healthcare system to get all the people like the vaccine that they need. And, and I think like one of the ones going around over there was like the, the Sputnik vaccine, which is a goodness. That's a whole thing too. This, if, if you ever Sputnik vaccines, like the, uh, the, the Russian one, uh, which is uh, less effective than some of the other ones in the American markets. <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah. Look, look into some of that stuff. I mean, it's, it's not that, it might be better for some folks than nothing, but uh, yeah, it's definitely less effective than the Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson Johnson type of stuff going around in the United States and in some of the Western countries. Um, but you know, COVID is definitely part of this. In 2020, Cuba, uh, Cuba saw like 11% drop in their their uh, GDP. That's huge. You know, that's again a revolutionary drop, literally, in in their GDP. In that type of situation, create some angry folks. And again, when you have the government micromanaging every little bit and people relying on the government, expecting the government to have every single thing for you. And again, I, I don't necessarily blame the, 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 the individuals in Cuba who've come to, to expect that type of thing. But if you have the expectation that the government is going to take care of your every need and the government fails you and there's no market alternatives in place, that is a life or death situation. Again, that's another argument against communism is in, in, in for a free market. You know, if if you're waiting for government bread and the government didn't plan to have enough bread or doesn't have enough resources to get your bread, you're in trouble. In a market situation, well, prices might rise. You get more incentives to, to get people to provide the, the goods and services that you're looking for, bread, fruit, meat, whatever. Markets shift as long as they're not too regulated by government and they have the ability to shift and goods find their way to the people who need them, to the people who are willing to pay maybe a little bit more for some stuff. And then other people will substitute 
for other goods and services when something becomes a bit too expensive or too scarce. And that's 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 the beauty of capitalism is that when we have a hiccup in the market, either natural circumstance, pandemics, you know, just changes in supply for whatever reason, it doesn't become a life or death situation for most people. And for the the small number of people who still do need help, there's enough wealth in that society to actually help them. In Cuba, they don't got that. And that's why they're seeing protests happen everywhere, not not just in the big cities, not just in Havana, but in small towns too, which is a, an incredibly dangerous thing. Imagine you're, you're living in a small town of only a few thousand people. You, you get out in the streets, the authorities are going to know who you are. They're putting their lives on the line for this stuff. So again, I, I don't want I don't want the U.S. to, to get involved in this. I hope the Biden administration doesn't doesn't actually do something to like intervene in any like proactive way with military forces stuff like that. I think that ends up ruining it. It, 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 it undercuts the legitimacy of the protest of the actual people over there, and B gets us involved in quagmires. We've we've gotten involved way too much in this type of stuff. You know, we we should be as little involved as possible for those two reasons and and hopefully the Biden administration just stays the heck out. Both over and covert stuff stays the heck out. Um I I don't I want the, I want the US involved. Uh it's it's expensive, it's a mess. Uh and we need to to support them, you know, in in terms of speaking truth to power, not buying into the Cuban propaganda, not <laughs> My goodness, you know, news outlets like like Newsweek and New York Times and Washington, all all these places who are repeating the government. Like when, when they start doing that over here, when our media companies start, you know, <laughs> uh, repeating the lines of authoritarians, like we we need to make sure that like we tell them that that's not acceptable too. I mean, I'm not sure how many people are still subscribing to some of those news outlets that I listed off, but my goodness, that's that's not acceptable. Like, don't don't let that type of stuff become normal. Don't let the the government propaganda line become normalized in this country. I hate it when they do it for our own governments, <laughs> based on partisan affiliation. And I hate it even more when when we do it for, uh, but but when American news outlets become the the media mouthpieces of. Nasty regimes like the Venezuelan government, the Cuban government, the Chinese government, whatever. We've talked about it a lot before. All right, so I only got a few seconds left. So thanks again for being here today. But again, happy birthday to Larry Sharp. Hope you're having an awesome day, Larry. He'll be on tomorrow. I'll be back on Wednesday. Tim will be in on Thursday. Thanks again for joining us. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>